Well, good morning. How did you survive yesterday with the uh, really hot weather? Well, um, <laughs> looking out this morning, I think it's going to be even hotter today. We're going to continue with um, our time in Galatians chapter 5, looking at the fruit of the Spirit. And we're at the final three, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And we said yesterday that these three are to do with our conduct. The word I used was our demeanor. This is about how we conduct ourselves as Christians, the way we present ourselves to others. And we looked at the word faithfulness. Today, we're going to look at the word gentleness. It's always good to look at um, in the dictionary, see what the definition of these words is. The definition of gentleness is sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love. That's a good description, isn't it? Being sensitive and being disposed towards kindness and good behavior. And it's founded on strength and prompted by love. The authorized version uses the word meekness. And meekness is meaning power under control. So these two words, gentleness and meekness, they are interchangeable. Strength and power under control and prompted by love. You might remember that when we looked at the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 5 of that chapter, we read, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. We said then that this being meek is being meek but not being weak. And on that occasion, we asked the question, was Jesus meek? And of course, the answer was yes. And then we followed it up with, was Jesus weak? And the answer was no. And at the time, we quoted a verse from Matthew, Matthew 11, verse 29. So let's just look at that verse again this morning. This is what Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This is obviously an illustration of two animals being yoked together. But to take the yoke means that you need to be strong. And when two are yoked together, one needs to be as strong as the other, and they will compensate. And when both pull together, the burden becomes lighter. Another quote I used on that occasion when we were in Matthew chapter 5 in the, on the Seven on the Mount, I quoted the commentator Warren Weasby and he says, The word meek was used by Greeks to describe a horse that has been broken. It refers to power under control. Out in Rainford, <coughs> excuse me, at certain parts of the year, they will have um, ploughing competitions. What they do is they mark out a field and farmers will come from all over the place and they will be each allocated a patch of the field and they will have to plough that part of the field and then they will be judged. Sometimes they use vintage tractors and it's great. They bring all these really old vehicles and these old ploughs and it's great to watch them. But on other occasions on these ploughing competitions, they will use um, the old single horse-drawn plough. And 
the plough is harnessed to the horse and the farmer will walk behind holding the plough and he guides the horse. This is a strong and powerful horse, but it moves at a gentle walking pace, the pace of the man. You've probably seen um, some of these scenes illustrated on some of the paintings. There's probably one by Constable where you have the horse and the, the plough and the man walking behind. And between them, when you watch them do this, they cut a straight and perfect furrow. It's hard work, but to watch it, it looks like a gentle and relaxed process. That's because this is gentleness and meekness <coughs> excuse me, and meekness in action. This is the strength of the horse and this is the control of, of the man and between them you see this gentleness, this peacefulness. And that's a good description, I think, of what this word means, gentleness, meekness. Let's just go to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. That is to be our demeanour as Christians. We have an example, and you won't be surprised at this, but the example comes from Paul. <laughs> Paul, who had the authority of being an apostle, he wrote to the church at Corinth and he wrote to re reprimand them. But this is how he did it. This is what he said in 1 Corinthians 4. And this is in verse 21 of that chapter. Paul. What do you prefer? So this is Paul writing. He's speaking to the church at Corinth. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit? So that's an illustration of Paul. I was thinking of um, a hymn. As I often do when I look at God's word, certain hymns will come into your, into your mind. And this is the one that I thought of this morning. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wondrous compassion and purity. Oh, thou spirit divine, all my nature refine, till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Let the fruit of the spirit be seen in me. Grant me grace all sufficient that I may be, true and faithful each day, every step of the way, pointing souls to the Saviour on Calvary. Great words. Sometimes it... it it's good to just read the words. I know it's great to sing them, and I enjoy that. But sometimes if we just read them as a piece of poetry, we can maybe uh, absorb the words just a little bit better. Let's just pray together. Father, we do thank you for your word. We do thank you for the hymns. Thank you that we have the power to be able to sing. and In that way, we can praise you, and we can raise your name. Our Father, this morning we would come before you and we ask that you would give us 
a gentle spirit, that we might know the meekness that you have. And we know that this is not weakness. We have the power of who you are behind us. And we have the power of your words. But our Father, help us to be gentle. There are many things that we will have to face. Many, many changes in society. Many things that might anger us and annoy us. And it's right that it does. Because to be angry at sin is not sin being angry and our father we just pray that in those situations you'll help us to control that feeling and that we might use it in a gentle way that you might be seen in us our father we pray for each other this morning and we ask your continued blessing upon us particularly the older ones in our congregation who maybe are finding it very very difficult because of age or because of health just be their strength, we pray. So, our Father, guide us a stay as we go forward in your name and help us to be the people that you would have us be. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So, do continue to pray. And I know that some of you will get uh, Bethel's prayer letter. The prayer letter came over yesterday. Um, and some items are to pray for Rob's um, nephew who had a... a an accident on his, his bike. Um, he's damaged two vertebrae. He doesn't need surgery, but he's in pain. Continue to pray for Brenda Edwards, who's been in hospital, but she's waiting for results. And also Graham Dyke, who has had a fall and has severe hip pain. Um, they are items from Bethel's prayer letter of yesterday, but some of us will know these people and we can pray for them. And a final verse before I go, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And may that be us today. So I'll be back again tomorrow and speak to you then. In the meantime, you enjoy the day. Take care, stay safe, and God bless. Bye now.